to me. Coming to you live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. time all year the shots are about celebrating and not about uh, drowning our sorrows so what are we shooting tonight uh well when we win we shoot rumple mints man we shoot rumpy when we win so i've heard Cheers. a lot of people say that yeah yeah common saying Woo. Yeah, we gotta end this segment of the show <laughs> sometimes i can't do this forever one shot a week and i'm just gonna pass Woo. out that takes me back to uh, my days working in kitchens. Because you just you get your, drink your in the stat, Yeah, you get your uh, shift drink, and uh, you drink like a, you know, like a shot of uh, rumble mints, or um, and then it sits under the, the light so it gets really warm. Uh, or you do like a shot of Grand Marnier, which they're actually out of. We were going to shoot Granny tonight. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, uh, how have you been? I've been all right. I've been all right. New house is good, uh, job is good. You know, I'm thinking back, uh, your story about drinking at work reminds me, when I got laid off from Wells Fargo a couple of years ago, I... Uh, Wait, you got laid off by the company that you're vice president of now? Yeah, yeah, because that's kind of how it works. <laughs> that's how it works at Wells okay. Fargo. Okay. We expand fail, and fail up. And, fail oh, up. I know, I went right back. And uh, anyway, so uh, more, multiple people got me like going away gifts, and two people got me identical bottles of scotch because they knew I'd drink scotch. And so like my last day, <laughs> I was like walking out with two huge bottles of scotch, which are not allowed there at all. But I look like a complete drunk, and there was no doubt why I got laid off. Yeah, that's that, the, that, that was the reason, huh? Yeah, yeah. So cool. other, otherwise, life's good. What are you up to? Uh, uh it's been pretty good. Uh, we got a new boss at work, which is interesting. Uh, I made a really kick-ass meatloaf uh, last night when I was pretty drunk. Um, I just decided I was gonna make meatloaf. Are you? What, so what is your meatloaf filler? My meatloaf what? Filler. Some people put oh. crackers in it. Oh, um, well, it's a special recipe, but basically it's, oni- it's onions and breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. You're a breadcrumbs guy. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, we uh, had a kick-ass uh, meatloaf. Uh, we made some, uh, some uh, mashed potatoes today, so me and Anna uh, had open-faced meatloaf sandwiches for dinner. So this has been a delicious cool. dish with National Public Radio. <laughs> Yeah, well, but that's good. We should, uh, we should actually move on and talk about uh, we, we didn't come here uh, a to happy talk about thing. Meatloaf. We came here to talk about the good stuff. We're going to move to a segment called What the Hell Just Happened. And this time, we're asking it for entirely different reasons than we're used to asking it for. For once, Minnesota walks home. They were home. They went home for the night with three points in hand. And I can't even begin to tell you, I barely slept that night because I was <laughs> fucking crazy. Well, I slept really well, but I was pretty wasted yeah, by the end of the that. night yeah. so i was there that was, yeah, that was that's the yeah. big talking point the biggest yeah. talking point is hey i was there the yeah. daves were together watching a game and we finally fucking won that's the secret sauce obviously. that might be the secret sauce is that the daves need to go to every single game so if you are a wealthy benefactor i want to fly us to every single match um we'll take care of the home matches yeah. You're going to divorce your wife, uh, disavow your kids, so you, you know, we a can lot always of, go. A lot of talk about that. On the last podcast, <laughs> I suggested that, and I'm going to be careful about my words here. I said, clearly, me being there is the secret. If no, I will be at all the games, no matter what it takes, 
even if that means I have to leave my wife and kids. Okay. Now, you took that and said <laughs> that if we <laughs> you won, are, I would just immediately do that. And well, be done. you know, I don't make uh, I don't make promises I won't don't intend God to keep. So I know. Um, but yeah, well, what was I mean? My obviously the best moment of the game was that super awesome picture we took beforehand <laughs> in front of the stadium. I, I got a ton I of likes. Hair. Yeah. That's well. Thing. Uh, what? was your best moment of the game. So my best moment actually of the game and not making jokes beforehand. Uh, it has to be probably probably that that Christian goal uh, on the the error by Romando. Oh, the um, Romando the Romando Cruyff turn that you know, he has uh, fucked up. You know, Cruyff has become a term for a particular soccer move that you can't really describe uh, via audio. I, w- I hope that Romando Cruyff becomes something that people across the globe say too for a totally failed, embarrassing Cruyff. I think that would be awesome. That's awesome. But uh, it, honestly, the, the, it wasn't just because it was like a ha-ha moment, but it was the culmination of Christian putting pressure on all night and watching it pay off. Plus, it was a moment where all of a sudden you started to feel, even when we went up by one, you started to think, I've, I've been here before. Yeah. And they, when we went up with that goal, you're feeling like, this is really going to fucking happen, man. And yeah. That's where I really got excited. Yeah, I mean, the, Christian really created that. I mean, people, it was on Deadspin. It was people were talking about, they were talking about on the, on the little howler, uh, the morning podcast, the Goldmouth podcast that they do. But it was because Christian was putting pressure on him that he brought yep. that up. For me, I think the best moment of that game was actually the give and go between Ramirez and Molino on the uh, on the second goal, the Ramirez's first goal. Um where Ramirez uh, attacked Molino, he or he was attacking with the ball, he dished it to Molino, and Molino took it, dribbled like twice, and then found just this perfect, perfectly weighted ball right to where only Christian could get to it, and Christian had a, just enough phenomenal finish. But that Molino, I'm always one talking about like sort of like the very obvious thing, but that that Molino through ball was uh, I rewatched it so many times on Sunday was a thing of goddamn beauty. Is a chef boy and, already kissing the fingers? Yeah, and and uh, and that gives me hope for our team. Like, you I'm a little, I, I'm still reticent about our defense, um, but plays like that, I'm like, okay, we we'll score goals. We'll, I don't yeah. think we'll get shut out very often. I think we're gonna score goals every single game. Now, whether or not we can keep the other team from scoring two or three or four goals every game, that's a whole other question. But that little Molino uh, through pass Ramirez's cold calculated motherfucking finish on a U.S. men's national team goalkeeper was amazing. Well, you know, R- Ramirez had a, an inch higher and he skies it over the, the yeah. pole and, yeah, and absolutely. Uh, an inch lower and he hits Romando. He had very little space to work with there, but as for the interplay there, we've actually seen interplay that good all year on offense. The problem is we're always coming from way behind. Maybe we're playing from behind, uh, uh, you know, in the second half and the, <laughs> the other team is bunkering in. So yeah. that kind of interplay just doesn't always turn to goal. Sometimes it does because we've not had, had a bad offense. But yeah. watching it consistently produce goals was really fun. Well, we so, were, yeah, it's basically we were on the front foot that entire game. And that was yeah. that was the huge difference is that we if we're, on, if we're playing from the front foot um, – even even when we went down in the third minute, we were we were still we were the ones pressing, we were the ones attacking, we were the ones. And granted, RSL was down three defenders, uh, three of their yes. starting defenders. Um, Romano just came back from uh, U.S. Men's National Team camp where he didn't night. see any 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 game action. Yeah. So I mean, a, a lot of things were working in our favor. They were coming to Minnesota. Still, when we pre- we'll when we it. we pressed the issue, we press we pressed the game. I think the team can can win a lot of games. I think we there's no reason that we should 
win or get points in most of our home games going forward. I hope so. That was, so. Uh, I, you know, uh, read Alex Schieferdecker's piece on 55-1 yeah, this week that about was a great uh, piece. are we Jekyll or are we Hyde? You know, we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I don't even want to think about it. Let's savor the moment. Uh, we've had enough bad moments. Absolutely. Let's savor it. So, but but inevitably, we got to turn. What what is the worst moment of the game for you? Um, I mean, for me, it's watching Ibsen play soccer <laughs> for Minnesota, just because he can be so good. And I know other a couple other. Po- uh, I think the fifty-five-one podcast touched on this. I think uh, Wes specifically touched on this. But the man is Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, talking about Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Like he could be so great. Ibsen could be so great. He sees the field. Um, I mean, the guy has has an eye for soccer. He can see the field really well. Yeah. But he's just so damn so damn lazy sometimes. And um, I know that people have pointed out that it's he's like he's trying to be smart and that he is. Uh, uh, saving his legs for when he actually can use them and can can beat beat teams and beat players, um, especially in MLS. Because I think Ibsen has an ML, like, has a still has a European mind and like half of MLS legs. I don't know, but that back pass that almost made it two nothing in the 16th minute, right before we got our equalizer, was I. I, I, couldn't, I almost lost my shit watching that. That that wasn't the one where he fell to the ground and and uh, begged the sky for mercy. Was it's it? it's possible it might have been the same one. I don't but know. So, so let me <laughs> let me say I, I can't remember if we're describing the same play, but but my worst moment was what came after, and it was Ibsen lost the ball, and as he's done before, it's a very Ibsen thing to do. Having lost the ball, he turned to the ref to say, well, how could I have possibly lost the ball (laughs) if it weren't for a foul? And when the foul foul didn't get called, he just fell to his knees and he raised his hands up like he was just praying to the Lord for that that, that yellow card in the sky. Meanwhile, they got a a shot on goal because he wouldn't track back and defend. He he did that last game. I think it might have been because I think it was like like 30 30 yards out, like the top of the box. Yeah, Yeah, they ended up getting a shot on goal with that. Yeah, and they they almost scored. Play the fucking game. There will be whistles, and then you can do your fucking eh. Shuttleworth made an amazing save, which kept Minnesota in the game. Shuttleworth made Bobby Bobby Badminton um, actually kind of came. I mean, he didn't stand on his head. He was a serviceable goalkeeper, but he made some saves this yep. week, and it's particularly in that first half when we were when we were down one nothing. He he made a save Kept to keep us in the game, yeah. and then when it was one one before the before the uh, before halftime, he made a couple saves that also kept us in the game from going down two one at the halftime. So what do you think about that, Colin Solberg? Where's <laughs> Femi now? Where's so, Femi now, right, bitch? So. Our worst moment, and, you know, we'll have a little bit of space to talk about, uh, you know, whether Ibsen continues to see time with some other acquisitions this week. So we'll get back to him, I'm sure. So my fun part, what, what is your most what-the-fuck moment of the game? I mean, it's easily Ramondo trying to, like, what he was trying to do with that ball, like, chest it down, kick it out. I don't, I don't even know. That was – and and then also the fact that, for me, it was not just a like, moment of the game, but most what-the-fuck thing of the game – uh, was Kyle Beckerman was fucking non-existent in this game. And as much as people hate on Kyle Beckerman, Kyle Beckerman is kind of a rock when it comes to playing midfield, sweeping up, defending, um, you know, creating on the attack, like, you know, pushing the ball forward for uh, his attackers and his forwards to make something happen. I, I watched, and I watched the uh, replay, and I don't remember hearing his name called more than once or twice about being involved in the play, so... That was, you know, kind of a m- m- moment as well as kind of just general what what the fuck of the game. That's what I got. Yeah, I didn't. 
you know, there, there were enough good moments in this game, and there were fewer glaringly terrible uh, what-the-fuck moments. I'll be honest with you, I, I think people have glossed over uh, Francisco Calvo's culpability in that first goal. People have talked about other other breakdowns there and said there was a bad bounce, you know, like, what could Calvo do? Well, well Calvo was trying to, like, was trying to like dive and head the ball toward the center of the pitch. Let's not forget that. I mean, yeah. he was trying to clear, but he was heading the ball toward the center of the pitch while diving. Which is the that's not That's not a proper clear. <laughs> and the absolute wrong place to clear. Anybody knows yeah. if you're playing hockey, you're playing soccer, right. you don't clear to the center of the broom ball. Like, I, I'm a go I play goalie in my broom ball, on my broom ball team, and the last thing you fucking do is clear to the center of the ice. Yeah, no, yeah, no he, <laughs> so. I, I think the, what at issue was that his body wasn't in position to make the kind of clearance he would have wanted to do. But um, sometimes even nothing is better than something because uh, soccer is one of those things that, you know, it j just a little deflection can put the ball in a tough spot. So um, I, I don't want to give him too much grief. He's He's been our, probably our most consistent defender, maybe alongside Coleman, but... Uh, that wasn't a pretty moment, and I don't think people have been uh, honest about saying, yeah, that probably wasn't a great idea. I mean, that's it, it also leads credence to the theory or to the you know the quotes from Adrian Heath. Uh, I've been like that after the, the trade that we'll talk about in a little bit. Like, if they can find a center back to come in, um, I think that's probably a good thing. It, it will give Coleman and Calvo um, some, uh, some competition and uh, yep. force them to really step up their game. So. Yep. Uh, what is your? Uh, we're looking at the official scorecard right now. What is your rating of the match? Eh, B minus. There wasn't B anything minus. that you really fucked up. That's a good. That's for me. That's like a B minus for officials is like an A plus because you weren't involved in the game whatsoever. Game went fine. Uh, so yeah, I thought the cards went roughly where they should have gone. There was one. Uh, there was one uh, uh, attack from behind, and I can't remember who uh, who was on the receiving end of it, but it might have been Kadri. But on the left side of the field. Uh, Later in the second half, maybe midway through the second half, uh, that didn't have a card. But you know, the fact that I'm even struggling to give you the details about it tells yeah. you that it wasn't a game changer either. Yeah. So that's fine. The next Freddie Adu for the star of the game. Who is your Freddie Adu star of the game? Well, I mean, obviously we got to talk about Superman. Uh, got a brace playing with the flu. Apparently he was it was coming out of both ends, according to him, <laughs> in the direct yes. quote. So, Great media presence there. Yeah. I would love to been in the presser where he uh, says. Uh, so that was, of course, awesome. Um, I mean, for me, Molino obviously played amazingly well before getting subbed off. And, um, I mean, third star, I guess, kind of, would be Brent Coleman. He just he continues to oh, have. Oh, Christ. You have um, give him. What's that? <laughs> Name a scenario under which you wouldn't give him a star of the year. Well, there are some scenarios. He doesn't I see don't, the I don't, pitch, I don't, I do not. Yeah, I do not want to talk about those scenarios. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, he played. I mean, he played really well. Like he played serviceably. He uh, he has some um, weird. You, you think he's gonna get a fucking red card or yellow card? Like tackles, and he manages to get the ball. And so, so, and part of that's because he is like, somewhat. He gets caught in front of somebody. He has to catch up and make a. Make a crazy tackle, but uh, oh, you're you're making him sound great. Yeah, he's yeah. uh he's been in the three games, um, the last three games, he's uh he's been one of the most consistent players in all three games. So though that I don't disagree with. Let me give you an unconventional pick because I'm kind of tired of choosing the same guys each time. Um, Jerome Thiessen. So here, yes. here's my thought about that. Um, he was doing some. Uh, he pressed higher up the pitch than I thought he might. I know that we need fullbacks to give us width. Um, 
but I, I'd always seen him as a, a bit more of a defender first, but he, uh, Molino cut inside a little bit more than he might as a traditional winger. Uh, we had the overlapping runs there, but it wasn't even just overlapping uh, streaks down the pitch to get in position for a cross and a through ball to get on the end of it. He was a dude who was hanging out midfield, a little bit beyond midfield. He was exchanging play, you know, that kind of interplay that we see between Venegas and Molino and Christian. Maybe if the left wing floats over, we get a little bit of that too. He was in on that. He, he had this quick passing, perfectly weighted through balls. Uh, he looked like a fucking uh, center mid out there. He looked beautiful. So you're saying maybe Tyson just needed a couple weeks to get acclimated to the um, – as I feel like you were ragging on him a couple weeks ago. Uh, but I didn't say he could never have a good game, but, yeah, he didn't have a good game yeah. then, and now I'm telling so, you he is. Okay, yeah, I mean, I 100% agree. And um, when the offense was going through Molino in the second half, the offense was fucking humming. Absolutely. And Tyson being able to push forward, like, like, you're ta- like you just mentioned, uh, helps generate that offense that Molino can cut in because he knows that Tyson will make some of those overlapping runs. Mm-hmm. Can, he can control the ball. And um, and distribute the ball correctly to Ibsen to get to Molino to create that you know create that movement. So I 100% agree on that. Tyson, I think he played a great. Really, I don't think anybody played a terrible game um, on Minnesota side. I mean, even no. even the goals that were given up, like those those weren't on uh, badminton. Those weren't on Bobby. Those were uh, you know mistakes and mistakes happen in soccer matches, especially in MLS. Like. Anybody who watches League MX soccer or European soccer, you know, you it's like watching it's like watching NASL soccer than watching MLS soccer to how completely different the game is. So yeah. I forget what watching NASL soccer is like. <laughs> Trust me, good. I watched a couple of NASL games this weekend. I don't. <laughs> don't. Just stop. <laughs> Minnesota. Different league too. I, I love you, NASL. Thank you for saving our team, but good God. Let's talk about the Freddie Adu shittiest player of the game, the next Freddie Adu award. Well, as I mentioned, I didn't think anybody in Minnesota played terribly, um, so I got to give this one for the first time ever. Well, I guess I give it to uh, New England uh, fans last You give it to the New England fans, yeah. (laughs) Last game. But uh, I'll give it to Nick Romano because what the shit was Nick Romano doing in this game? It was I mean, honestly, I guess game. that's a question I have. Like, what the shit was Nick Romano doing in this game? I will say you don't have to ask that question of Romano too often. He's uh, He's got his shit together. He's one of MLS's best ever goalkeepers, but uh, he did not have a good night. Um, it's hard to it's hard to look at the defense for Salt Lake and, and, and pick a particular person to be culpable, uh, A, because their breakdowns were all over the place, B, because they were playing with an absolute duct tape together back line just spare parts and pieces they could find um so i guess i'd have to go with romano as well uh i but mean the argument there's a whole fe- beckerman you already mentioned yeah, beckerman. beckerman yeah he, d- he didn't do the job that beckerman often does very well and I mean, Be- a little frustrating. so i mean honestly like on that first uh molino goal like or the molino goal like i've s- we've seen beckerman get back and like like that was it was a it was a kind of a fluky bounce but we've seen beckerman get back and like clear that ball like and he, he was nowhere obviously to be seen and yeah that Molino goal is kind of fluky but he fucking skied I don't remember I I might have even been Mulholland who was who was marking Molino on that um but yeah I mean Beckerman you, there's an argument to be made that Beckerman was since he was so non-existent but right there's lots of Freddie Adu's to go around now <laughs> mostly on RSL which is a, a fun we'll take that great uh 
turn of events. Oh, God, we'll take it. Let's move on to a segment that we call Say What's in This Drink. What's in this drink? Uh, we need to just do the whole duet. Yeah. I mean, it's so pretty. People I like doing the, I li- but I like harmonizing a little bit, but after, like, after you, you know, After I just kind of let the vibrato go? Yeah. So what are you drinking? Uh, well, we're at Fitzgerald's, so I am drinking hams. <laughs> um, I, because for, I'm a cheap bastard. That's true. So for, who for is for trying one, to save for, money to buy a goddamn house. You buying a house? Not yet. We're tr- we're saving down money to buy a house. And you gonna buy, buy a house on uh, Ibarra Trail down in Lakeville? <laughs> we didn't talk about Ibarra Trail last last no, week, we did don't. we? I, okay. uh, I uh, most of the listeners know. Most of them. There's like five listeners. Um, I I moved recently, and I'm one street down from a road called Ibarra Trail. No, you're literally like it's the next street over. Yeah, yeah. You were literally yeah. It's like. You could have bought houses on Ibarra Trail. I looked at houses. I drove. There. I drove around Ibarra Trail before I came to your house last week. It's a week. fine street. And there, yeah, you could have bought a house on Ibarra Trail. And you, you still and could you, buy a house on Ibarra you Trail. You just no. Neither Anna nor I have cars, so that's gonna be a really hard uh, thing to do. You're to only get, like get forty miles away from anything. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what Anyways, are you drinking? I'm drinking water. <laughs> I, uh, uh, full. Listener discretion uh, advised here. Disclosure. Uh, disclosure. Yeah, disclosure. Disclosure. Yeah. Is the word I'm not. I'm not feeling super hot tonight, so I'm just drinking some water. You know, like a grown adult. That's good. Uh, yeah. So you're drinking hams, and I'm drinking water. That was yeah. good content. I mean, hams will all get cut hams out. Hams is basically water. Yeah. So. Right. We're both drinking water. Yeah. yeah. I'm drinking a hams. Is what yeah. I should have said. Let's yeah, go I on to <laughs> other United news, and this uh, we we have substantive, real stuff that host oh, sweet Lord, sweet baby Christ into the sky. We got to talk about this. We made a big trade. And it was all about Minnesota United, and uh, this was a seriously one-way trade. So tell us what happened. Um, well, it was it was it was the most MLSy of MLS <laughs> things that MLS could ever MLS. Um, other than other than pushing a DP toward a place that had no business having him. Yeah. So yeah. we traded uh, uh, Josh Gat and Mo Saeed, um, who. I really like Mo Saeed when we drafted him in the uh, in the expansion draft, and I was like excited for him to play on our team. And it clearly it clearly became evident that he had no place uh, in what Adrian Heath was trying to do. Um, he was not the midfielder that Adrian Heath wanted, so um, we got rid of him. Um, and Josh Gatt, the uh, the aforementioned uh, Josh Gatt, uh, for Mark Birch, and only Mark Birch. The yes, defender the- from Colorado, uh, MLS veteran. I think he's played on four other teams before Colorado. Uh, but he's inch- like huge, great defender. He's like 32 or 33. Um, and then, in, as part of the trade, uh, Colorado jo- dropped their captain Sam Cronin, um, and we traded a draft pick in 2019 uh, to, to acquire the, the number one waiver spot and picked up Sam Cronin off of waivers which is so MLSy and we had to do this that because Sam Cronin was, was just signed as a re-signed as a free agent and had and you can't trade free agents within the first uh, however many no months clause. of their of their contract starting so so this entire conversation has just been a Zach Galifianakis crunching numbers in his head meme <laughs> as you try to figure out what the fuck is happening so but the, the but long and short of it is we no longer have Mo Saeed or Josh I, I'm, I'm somewhat sad to see him go yeah. I, I like Mohamed Saeed I also think we also that we could have made better use of him to get more out of I him, think so but, I, but it is what it is now we also we also traded it we thought 
when that and the trades were first first announced that we would keep it that international spot because we have a international player trialing with with us right now. But we also apparently traded international spot. So we traded Saeed, uh, an international spot, and Josh Gatz to Colorado for Mark Birch. And we got traded a draft pick uh, to Chicago for Sam Cronin. Uh, to get the to get the acquisition rights well, to, to get, pick up Sam to get Cro- the first spot whom we ha- happen to know would be waived. Yeah, to get the first yeah. spot in the uh, yeah. So uh, all right, and, now that and, nobody's and, listening anymore. Yeah. Well, United United had been eyeing Sam Cronin uh, before when they actually when they I think that that's how that conversation started when we picked up Greenspan was you were actually trying to get Cronin um, for that. So obviously it's clearly Minnesota. I mean, obviously, Mark Birch and Sam Cronin were instrumental in uh, uh, Colorado's Supporter Shield run last year um, and not allowing goals because they only allowed, what, like some 40-some goals last year? So you were 39. Yeah, 39 goals. So um, they clearly see something in these guys and think they can help anchor uh, the back. Cronin is, is a much more of a central defensive mid. Um, he slots into that, that Warner role maybe. Um, now, whether that means it's him and Warner together, which I don't, I really hope we don't see. Um, I really hope it's actually kind of maybe uh, more of a Cronin and Ibsen, let Ibsen push forward and create some shit, uh, or Schuler do that, create some shit. But he will be a punishing uh, six that Minnesota needs, and Birch can challenge uh, Davis on the left hand side for some playing time, which I think is, is very good. You, I think you summed it up. I, we'll, we'll, we'll cover some of those tactics in the uh, Dallas preview here coming up. A little bit of other news. Uh, Christian Ramirez and, <laughs> if you can believe it, uh, Adrian Hotseat Heath made the uh, team of the week this week. Yeah. Which is excellent. Um, it, one wonders, so from a coaching standpoint, it's much more subjective. I mean, these are always subjective, but yeah. if you're a striker who gets two goals, pretty damn good look at team of the week. Yeah. That said, when you, when you look at what a coach can and can't do to impact the game, this has to be an award for thank fucking god right <laughs> i mean that's even the league just saying okay finally for they love i mean Christ. the team scored the most goals uh and he made the necessary tactical changes so that's the best manager of the week well, Va- i guess Van- vancouver yeah. won four to two also oh well uh, also fuck came vancouver. back there so um, yeah well, anyways go. so uh Two other things. Uh, Dark Clouds actually just uh, announced last week their tickets to Sporting Kansas City. If you are a soccer fan, you don't have to be a Dark Cloud. If you're a soccer fan and want to go down to Kansas City on June 3rd uh, to watch the soccer match, um, ride a bus, drink some beer. Uh, we got someone who's going to donate cold-pressed coffee on the bus ride down on Saturday morning. Um, you should definitely go to dark-clouds.com. Buy, the tic- buy a ticket. It, it, it's $125 right now. That includes a ticket to the game, bus ride down there, uh, beer, uh, coffee on the way down. Uh, you leave 5 a.m. on Saturday morning, get down there for the game, and then as soon as the game's over, you turn around, it's you hop back right on the bus, back. and you come yeah. straight back. You're back in, you're back in Minnesota. It's less than 24 hours. You're back in Minnesota. Um, yeah. At about 3 a.m., right? Yeah, 3 a.m. Um, you're gonna be back uh, here. Uh, it's 125 bucks. It's some of the you'll. You'll meet so many fucking cool people, like, like on, you, on away trips, like me. Yeah, you can come hang out with the Dave's. Cause spoiler alert, Dave Dave Martin is coming down. 
It's true. I don't I don't go to a lot of soccer stuff, obviously, but I am going to go down to Kansas City. So if you want to see what uh, the Daves look like in person, uh, see if we look as good as we sound, yeah. you get the opportunity we there. We look but better than how we sound, but that's just me. That's that's fair. That's fair. Let's talk about the final bit of news. Um, you're going to make me pronounce omnibus. I'll, you, I can say it. You, so you didn't type it correctly. I so did not. I, 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 I typed it Omnibus. Omnibus. Uh, so tell us about the omnibus. Yeah, so this is my uh, this is my actual like area of expertise is uh, political stuff. Um, so the omnibus omnibus tax bill, which covers all the tax increases, uh, deductions, things like that. Um, that's a very 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 short explanation of an omnibus tax bill. Uh, passed the House and the Senate uh, in the last week, um, which means it's going to Governor Dayton's desk. He's going to veto it. Um, because it's there's got a lot of it's got a lot of poison pills in it. Anyways, this is the tax bill that includes the uh, tax relief for the stadium site. So, um, 55-1 did a good spot. Uh, Brian Korstad does a really good job um, breaking this stuff down. Uh, and so I would say just go read his article. But long story short, it's they passed this bill really early. They have till the near the end of May uh, to to before the legislation before the legislative session ends so it's giving them a lot of time to negotiate this shit so this was part of the tax bill that was basically negotiated and agreed upon and then republicans did some shenanigans and shit at the end and governor dayton did not sign it so it was uh pocket vetoed basically it's included in the omnibus tax bill which is good so that means eventually because they're going to negotiate it it's not coming out of it it will get signed eventually but not probably until like towards the end of May. So. so in the words of the quote from Pulp Fiction, let's not all start sucking each other's dicks just yet. Yes, please don't. Um, but if you uh, are you know, married or a lover of a legislator, uh, you could help out maybe doing that. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, there are lots of women it's legislators. Called lobbying. So, yeah. yeah. You know, you get a finger or two in there. <laughs> Whatever. All right, learning a lot about bedroom tactics here with Dave Zeller, learning nothing from David Martin on the front. Let's move on to the stuff that uh, I have my mind completely wrapped around. I was researching this game for about four hours today when I should have been uh, doing my job. Um, tactical schmactical, and we want to think ahead to Dallas here. So let's start simply. I'm going to ask you on Dallas, who's good? Who do we need to watch out for? Um, well, Dallas is they got a lot a lot of good young homegrown talent dallas yes. is a team that minnesota needs to aspire to be like in terms of our uh uh in terms of our uh homegrown talent development i mean kellen acosta walker zimmerman they just both got national team cups kellen acosta actually got some uh got some minutes um in the uh, second game the trinidad tobago game um those guys are great um the team plays a very stout defense uh, I think they've only given up two goals. I mean, granted, they've only played three games. Um, but And they were like that last year, though. So Matt Hedges on the back line. Their back line is great. I think um, their defense is going to be very stingy. Jose Gonzalez, uh, their keeper, is a super young kid. Um, he's only tw I think he's 20 years old. And, well, you know, it's going to be a keeper, a good keeper, around the world for the next, you know, probably 10, 15 years. So. Yeah, I think um, now that back line, uh, well, <laughs> so I'll, I'll throw this note in there and I'll tell you who I think is good. Uh, Maynard Figueroa, who plays left back, is not going to be there. Um, 
He uh, suffered a red card against New England all those weeks ago. Oh, shit, uh, that's right. I forgot about yep, that. So he's not going to be there. Okay. Uh, st still a good defense, and they're going to have Victor Aloa probably in at the left back. Still, uh, you know, a good defender. So, so yes, they're, they're going to be solid in the back. Um, in the front, it's an interesting story. So if you think about who's good, Kellen Acosta immediately comes to mind. What I like about Kellen Acosta is not just – not just that he's 21 years old and he's been in the league for six fucking years. <laughs> I know, uh, right. But also that as Mauro Diaz has gone out, who is their kind of erstwhile playmaker, we have Kellen Acosta, only 21, who's just put this team on his back. And if you look at the passing charts and you, you look at his distribution, he's got uh, forward-thinking passing, he's connecting most of them, and he's doing so from positions all over the field. This guy is truly using the entire width of the pitch and that width makes them dangerous. If I'm thinking about who else is dangerous uh, on the team, Max Arruti up top is uh, an obvious answer. Uh, he's got the he's got three goals for them this year, which looks really good. They've he's only, only played, played two games, games, too. He's only played in two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dallas has only played three. He's only played in two. That looks really good. Now his his complementary partner, Christian Coleman. This is my segue into who sucks. Okay. Okay. Uh, Christian Coleman plays next to him up top. Coleman, Coleman has been kind of frustrating for me this year. Um, it, it, he, he's, he's a bit streaky. Uh, the numbers never look like he's bagging tons of goals. And also, he has, if you watch Pachuca, for instance, he's missed a number of clear opportunities as well. He doesn't take the opportunities that he's given. Now, I want to stress that what Coman is asked to do is different. He is asked to use his runs and his positioning to create space and act as a decoy to allow Rudy to do what he does best. I don't, I don't want to take that away from him, but there's a liability there, and if I'm an FC Dallas fan, I would love to see a little bit more rotation there, see what else they can do, maybe other than looking at Christian. So who sucks for Dallas for you? Where, where um, do we exploit? God, I mean, just looking at their uh, at their actual roster, and I... Oh, it's stacked. Yeah. I can't find a... can't actually find a person who sucks... Um, I think uh, I think where we can maybe exploit um, is, as you talked about, that I, I guess I didn't realize that Figueroa wasn't playing. I think that yep. is where that's where we have an opportunity. And um, yeah, Victuola, um, yeah, he's. I guess that's that's where that Minnesota can attack. And Minnesota, as we you know, as we've seen in, in pretty much every game they've played, they can attack. Uh, and they can uh, they can find some space. So I think the, the whole thing with Minnesota is that they need to keep it close. Um, they need to keep it tight, and uh, and hope that they can you know smash and grab a point uh, or three down in uh, down in Dallas this week. Well, I, I think three sounds way too. Um, I would say yeah. I mean optimistic. I think yeah they're gonna have to it's they're gonna have to smash and grab. I think their only opportunity is maybe exploiting uh, that sort of non. Like the one like link in the defense that's uh, relatively uh, new for what Dallas is playing, and the other thing too. I mean, obviously Dallas played that midweek game in Pachuca. They lost, um, and uh, Pachuca qualified for the Concacaf Champions League final. Kind of a heartbreaking loss, and so yeah. you wonder if uh, maybe Dallas generally is, there's a letdown because they played. I mean, they played their asses off in that game. Oh yeah, and uh, just. Last like Christian was missing those chances. Stop and stop at time goal. Although Kellen Acosta came off in like the 80 like first minute of that game, which I thought was really weird. Um, 
But unless they're trying to save him and thought they maybe could, you know, salvage the game, but we'll hey, see. There are other people they could have taken off if they wanted a, a spark there. So. Yeah. Um, so uh, heavy legs are going to factor into this too. It's, if you don't know much about Pachuca, uh, altitude of 8,000 feet, it makes the Rockies look, you know, look like sea level. Yeah. So, um, so that's going to take a toll on them uh, physically. It was a really tough game, full 90 minutes. I think particularly uh, their fullbacks will have logged a tough 90 minutes trying to cover very talented wingers, trying to defend in space, trying to track them forward and backward and play vertically that way. So I, I think that obviously the right back is probably still going to play. So so there might be some tired legs over there. Now, as for Victor Aloa filling in for uh, Maynard Figueroa, I think that yeah, there's a cohesion thing that we can try to take advantage of. And I think that plays to our strength because we tend to play up the right side anyways. Um, it's cer certainly much more than I feel like we play up the left. No, nobody is looking at a cadre and, uh, you know, Davis lineup on the left and, and quaking with fear. But uh, Venegas, when he comes over to support the right side, Molino, obviously, in his distribution. Uh, we got overlapping runs coming from Thiessen. That's where our buildup is strongest. And so I That's think true. we can we can take advantage of that. And this, is not to, this is to say nothing of the fact that right now, Lama, their, um, their left winger, is no Fabian Castillo as well. So um, their entire left side has opportunity, and we should exploit it by playing on yeah. our right side. So let's get to prediction then. This game, who do you have? Who's going to win? Um, I think this is one of the lowest scoring games the Loons play this year. Um, I think it's uh, – I think with the, the, the tired legs, with everything that uh, Dallas has gone through this last week, um, with the fact that Minnesota seems like a more cohesive unit now, I will see about the additions of Cronin and uh, Birch. Um, I think Dallas wins. I think it's closer, though. I think it's 2-1. I think uh, I think Dallas pulls it out in the end, but I think we give them a, a run for their money um, uh, in uh, in Dallas. I'm a little less optimistic, and it kills me because I want to be optimistic after everything that happened in Real Salt Lake. But um, against Salt Lake, we were playing against a junk drawer of players at home. A lot of things conspired to go right for us. Dallas has been the best team in the league for a while now. Last year, uh, winning the Supporters' Shield, uh, winning the Open Cup, winning that double. I don't see any reason that they shouldn't do just as well this year. So uh, I'm looking at a 3-1 to one loss for United. But I'm hoping that we walk away from that saying, eh, shit, and that's it. Because every other loss we've had, we've had to look in the mirror and say, God, what's happening? But hopefully we, if we lose 3-1, to one, we can at least say, well, we got outplayed by a better team. We put up a decent showing. In the end, we, it wasn't enough. That's my hope for the game. So, Okay. Okay. So let's talk about uh, uh, Pixar didn't happen, okay? And we're going to look back on a week that was in MLS. So week five, we start off with uh, Toronto and Sporting Kansas City, a 0-0 tie. You predicted a tie. Congratulations, sir. Yep. Seattle and Atlanta, nobody predicted a 0-0 tie there. Those are, but those I, are the Friday night games. Those were shitty-ass games. I feel so bad because, you know, somewhere out there, there's a guy who's like, what is this MLS? They're getting new teams all over the place, new stadium. A lot of people are watching. What, I'm going to check this out. I'm going to see what this is all about. They got two national games on Fox Sports Night. Let's check it out. And two nil-nil. You, you have three of the most dynamic offenses in the yep. league, and then the best, like one of the best defensive teams in the league, and you get, you get zero goals. Two lumps of shit. Now you yeah. picked a tie in the first game. I picked a tie in the second one. Nobody That's had correct. zero zero in the second one. By the way, that said, New York City two. San Jose won. Both of us picked that correct, and I had the correct score. Good job. God damn, yeah. 
All right, you're, uh, this no one picked it correctly theme is going to be uh, kind of echoed throughout here. Uh, Chicago and Montreal finished a two to two tie. Neither of us saw a tie coming. Columbus and Orlando. Columbus, we kind of were really down on Columbus at the beginning of the year. They're looking pretty damn good this year. They're top and of the East right now, a, man. Uh, adding a Kakuta Mane is probably going to help. Yeah, too. and they're 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 leading the Eastern Conference right now. So. Hey, do you think is anyone? So I don't know if they have a cheer for uh, Kakuta Mane, and I know that other supporters groups aren't as quote campy as the Dark Clouds are. But if I had to make a <laughs> chant for Kakuta Mane of Minnesota sign him, it would be this: Kakuta Mane means no harm. <laughs> That's a I, free I, idea. I picked up the Lion King reference right away. Right away. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, Zeller and Martin both picked that correctly and had the correct score, 2 to nothing. Yeah. That's pretty great. Take that, motherfucker. It only goes downhill I mean, you from there. Yeah. fade every one of our picks, but definitely take that. <laughs> D.C. and Philadelphia. D.C. Uh, won that one 2-1. to one. Neither of us thought that was going to happen. Minnesota and Real Salt Lake, 4-2 to two to Minnesota. I'm sad to say it. Neither of us saw a Minnesota win coming out of that. <laughs> God Houston and the uh, that was like the only game we're gonna win the next probably you know. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> Yo, you just, you just want us you want the opposite of what we think to happen to happen. So you're yeah, that, right no, I, I'm definitely doing a Bill Simmons and uh, reverse jinxing my <laughs> my team. So. Um, Houston and the New York Bread Bulls. Uh, Houston won four one. Can you fucking Whoa. believe this? Uh, I'm 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 fully I'm on board. Yeah. The goddamn <laughs> Kubo, <was> Kubo Torres <laughs> fucking hype train. Chew, motherfucking chew, man. Yeah, we uh, we had Houston absolutely wrong, which we we also did about Columbus, honestly. Um, New York Red Bulls, however, we were still high on, and they have looked middling to poor this year. So four to one to Houston, good on them. Vancouver, did you did you watch these games? Did you watch the Vancouver LA game? No. Oh, that was a delight. It was so much no. fun. Um, Vancouver and LA. Vancouver comes back to win it four to two. I love watching anything bad happen to LA. Not just because it proves my prediction of what LA's season was going to look like correct, which of course it was correct, um, but because I'm sick of LA. And did you did you know that we are ahead of LA in the standings right now? That is kind of fucking blows my mind. The first and, time it's happened this year. And we're one point out of the playoffs. <laughs> that, that stat I love. <laughs> uh, but after we uh, after we scored our fourth goal uh, the other night, I don't know if you remember this. Everyone started singing uh, the team that nobody wanted, the team. And I sang uh, the team that nobody wanted is going to win the shield. <laughs> some I of, do not remember some that. Some of the jackass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, haha uh, -ha to L.A. Portland versus New England. Uh, wow, a one-to-one -one draw. Neither of us saw that coming. Portland. The uh, shit, Portland. Get your shit together. An amazing goal by Valeria, I must say, but uh, uh, not enough. And then uh, the stuff that I was really interested in this week. Now, hard to root for Dallas uh, when you think we got that game coming up. That said, it's hard not to root for MLS teams when it comes to CONCACAF Champions League. Unfortunately, um, FC Dallas couldn't get it done against Pachuca, um, and Pachuca moved on. Uh, that game ended up being 3-1 to one to Pachuca. Yep. Uh, almost, almost, for the love of God, pulled it off at the end there, um, but it wasn't enough. Uh, they got the stoppage time goal, and 3-1 to one did them in. Vancouver didn't have a prayer in hell against Tigres, and they played like they didn't have a prayer in hell. Ended up losing 2-1 to one, uh, only last night, and uh, they lost the away leg anyway, so they're way out of it. So it's going to be another all-Mexico CONCACAF Champions League uh, ending. That said, I predicted both of these matches correctly. You predicted the Vancouver match correctly, so good on you. I, I had faith in Dallas. I did too, and, and you know what? They almost rewarded it. They had better chances. Uh, they had a better expected goals number. Uh, they had clearer missed chances. They just needed to finish one or two of them. It would have been it, but yeah. uh, they didn't do it. Well, so. so I'm half right. 
So let's look, take a look at the running totals here. Uh, this week, Zeller, you went four and eight. Congratulations, piss poor week. That puts you at a 19 and 30 overall. Again, great batting streak, but uh, not real good at picking soccer. Uh, we look at uh, Mr. David Martin. I had a little bit better week, five and seven. Still piss poor. A little bit more respectable. Uh, 23 and 26 overall. So uh, don't take either of us to Vegas. That would be bad. Um, but let's take a look at the picks that are coming up. This is the stuff people want to know. Uh, and we'll start Zeller, LA Galaxy, Montreal Impact. Who do you have? Um, I got I got a 1-1 draw. That is hilarious because I also have a 1-1 draw. Yeah. Um, neither team looking as hot as they could. No, honestly. and I mean, they're in, they're in LA, but Montreal's got a lot more firepower. And I think, uh, yeah, this is one of those LA Galaxy smash and grab games, 1-1. So. Fun. So, uh, Chicago Fire and Columbus Crew, whom do you have? Well, I, actually, I wrote this one down, Ryan, because I believe it's going to be the Columbus Crew winning 3-1 to one in Chicago. Really? Yeah. So, I, I, I too, have the crew. Um, the crew just looking too good this year. Uh, only 2-1 to one on the road, though, at Chicago. Okay. Uh, New England Revolution versus the Houston Dynamo. Uh, Cubo Torres has to eventually... Uh, He's got to regress quiet to town, man. so I think the Revolution. I think uh, with all their attacking options, Houston doesn't really defend all that well. I think uh, Revolution win two to one. Wow! So we 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 differ here. Um, I've got Houston actually winning three to one on the road. Um, I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd love to see things regress toward the mean, but uh, again, there are no breaks on the hype train. I don't even knew that. <laughs> um, That's DC fair. United and New York City FCs. Whom do you have? Uh, I have a. Really pedestrian two-two <laughs> draw. Like I think this there's gonna be no four two goals. No two-two game is boring. I think man. I think there's gonna be four goals, but I think it's gonna be like kind of hum ha like, eh, like it's one one, it's one nothing one one two one two two. And Just then, a regular old boring like, and, goal like, fest. By, I think they're gonna be like four goals in like the first like 55 minutes, and then it's just like it's like the rest. The last next 35 minutes are just played out like, and eh, no one actually really wants to win this game, so I think a 2-2 <laughs> draw. I love that last bit. So, D.C. United cannot score goals. I know that they just finally did last week. That said, overall, they cannot score goals. I look at New York City as a team that is yet to play to its potential, I think, um, and I can't wait to see Maxi in the midfield start to I, I got a Maxi brace. Maxi oh, brace. Watch for shit. it. So, I've got a 2 nothing win to New York City. Uh, the Philadelphia Dupes versus the uh, Portland Timbros. Who do you got? Uh, Timbros, four to one. I got Timbros, three to one. Still good. They uh, didn't play up to their level this last week, but they're going to get there. Toronto and Atlanta United. This is a game you should be interested in. Game of the goddamn week. Yep. Three three. Draw. Three three. Yeah. Is it going to be just one of those ho hum three three draws? No, this is actually be an exciting okay. three three draw. Like, I feel like maybe uh, Atlanta's winning three to two. And then one of their stupid fans yells puto at somebody, and then uh, Toronto scores win 3-3. That would be uh, extremely, extremely, uh, I don't know, poetic, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyways, I've got uh, actually a tie also, Toronto and Atlanta, 2-2. Uh, two to A two, uh, couple of uh, pretty good offenses and a couple of defenses that uh, are okay but still have some work. So uh, Dallas and Minnesota United, we already covered. I got 3-1 to one going to Dallas. I think I you got, said you had uh, I got 2-1 two two to one one Dallas, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the Real Salt Lakes versus the Vancouver Whitecaps in my least favorite game of the week. Yeah. Um, I've had this 
originally as one to one. I'm gonna make this zero zero because both <laughs> these teams are stupid and bad at soccer. So uh, Mike Pecky's first game in charge of uh, Rail Salt Lake. Oh yeah, like why the fuck wasn't he in charge last week or two weeks ago? Because he had been there for a day. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so I got zero zero. I, I I have zero two. Whitecaps. Uh, I look at uh, Chani being added. Wait, you have, you have Whitecaps winning that game. I have Whitecaps winning against Rail. First okay. of all, Rail Salt Lake is the worst team in the league. So let's That's not fair. let's not get crazy. Second of all, Vancouver has the talent to punch above the weight they've been at. Again, they put up four against LA Galaxy. This has a, they, they have a good attack. Uh, Teixeira's incredible. Chani added now is gonna is gonna do a lot for him. Alfonso Davies was a monster against LA. Kid is 16 years old, so I you know mm-hmm. they're gonna look good. Um, I got to stop myself before I, uh, I uh, fall she off is, my chair. She's all over the Vancouver Whitecaps, apparently. Yeah, that's why they call them the Whitecaps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that okay? Is you jizz on their cap? Yeah. Uh, San Jose Earthquakes versus the uh, Seattle Sounders. Uh, <laughs> there was that know. orgasm again. I don't right? know. Uh, Seattle three to one. <laughs> you have this typed out. You didn't even. I, <laughs> you couldn't I even just, make it sound like that wasn't something you made no, up off the top I just, of your head. I, 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 I type it out because these are my predictions. But these are my predictions from like six hours ago. I'm like, eh, maybe re- revisit that. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Seattle, I guess. So that's okay. So very clear feelings about that. I've got yeah. uh, Sounders winning two to one. Sounders have too much capability. Earthquakes still kind of finding themselves this year with new direction. Uh, the Orlando Cities uh, versus the New York Red Bulls. Who do you got? Um, I have Orlando City winning three to two. I looked at uh, Orlando's good this year. They, yeah. they they were perfect until the last game. That said, I've got a nil-nil draw here. I don't like the Red Bulls, and uh, for whatever reason, I'm not. Maybe it's because Kaka's gone, and I think the Magic's gone. I don't see Orlando City uh, scoring a ton of goals this year. Okay, or until he comes back, I should say. Uh, Sporting I mean, they Kansas. got Kyle Aaron. Yeah, I'm aware of Kyle Aaron. Yeah, that's a, that's and, and Kaka. I, I, well, I mean, have, again, Kaka's not going to play. Oh, that's right. Yeah, fuck, he's out. I, ju- I just said that. Sorry. You son of a bitch. I'm not paying attention to you. This whole podcast will be deleted. That's more or less the podcast is me not paying attention to you. I so. hear that. Uh, sporting uh, nil-nil draw Kansas City versus Colorado nil-nil draw Rapids. If you could, if you're going to put this year's uh, Kansas City team against last year's Colorado team, it would just be a black hole. Like, the pitch would just cave in on itself. Yeah. What's I think the score two two. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> Listen, man, fuck you. Uh, Dom Dwyer's got some goals in him this week. I think. I think he, Dom Dwyer gets a brace, uh, and I think the Rapids uh, uh, realize that he start scoring some fucking goals as well. And uh, <laughs> and it's a two two draw in uh, in Kansas City, Kansas, not Kansas City, Missouri. The the fun Kansas City. Oh, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri City is a big old pile. Yeah, yeah but, Kansas uh, City, can, it's Kansas is where the Kansas City Sporting KC team lives, and that's a shithole with a racetrack and a casino. Actually, it's a, that's a great casino. I'm not gonna. I, I <laughs> apologize. Nebraska furniture. Yeah. yeah. I apologize. Yeah, that's the Kansas, the casino that's in uh, uh, right across from Sporting KC. You're just trying to stall because you know I'm gonna say that your two-two prediction is bullshit. <laughs> um, I've got Colorado Rapids winning one to nothing, and that is. Oh, bull- that is generous. Fuck you. That is line. bullshit. That is generous. Okay. So, all right. Let's indulge our fantasies, shall we? Uh, we've been doing that all night. Zeller, you had, I'm going to call it an off week, okay? Uh, 58 yeah. points. Not embarrassing. Uh, I'm not going to make you wear your underpants on your head or something like that. But uh, 
236 points total now. Uh, that's good for 11th in the league. Actually, a step back from last week. I'm sorry that's to true. tell you. Yeah. Uh, David Martin had a pretty good weekend, except for that week I didn't save my lineup. I've had a lot of pretty good oh, weeks. But, but for but for the week that you fucked up? Okay, cool. Keep talking. Uh, hold on. So, but for that week, I've had good weeks, but I've never had a great week. I've never put up like a 100-point killer. So, I'm Neither up to 226 now, 10 points behind you, 13th in our league. Now, who kicks total ass? Your household is going to be excited about this. I'm sure that you talk about it all week. Uh, Plate or Plata no. is the team. Plate or Plata. Oh, she's going with the, uh, like, oh, okay. Yeah, Plate or Plata. Well, she didn't put, like, an accent on it. I don't know. I don't have any I, context. You know, I don't know if, if you can do that on the MLS website because okay, they don't so like foreign players pl- in MLS. Pl- oh, God. Uh, Plate or Plata, Anna Freeberg-Zeller, Zellberg. 90 points this week. Had the best week yeah, uh, kick in ass. the league. Good job, babe. Congratulations. Good job, man. <laughs> I said good job, babe. Oh, I thought you said good job, man. No, babe. It's really <laughs> loud in here. Uh, obviously, we can't figure this yeah, out. Yeah, we're at uh, Fitzgerald's, yeah. obviously. It's not that, that loud in my house. Yeah. So let's take a look at the standings. Looney Ben consistently good. Still in first place with 292. That said, not a perfect week this week. Um, and Brothers Demidov, Spencer Agnew sneaking up. 292 is the lead for uh, Looney Ben. 289, just three points back for Brothers Demidov. Awesomely tight race, followed up with, and again, I'm sure that there's been nothing but wild fornication around your house lately. Anna Freeberg, 281, snuck into third place this week, only uh, 11 points back from the lead. So it's getting tight. Funnily enough, she did not, she did not mention that. Well, no, no, no. Not saying that, I'm not saying I have or have not had sex with my wife recently, but... I mentioned that to her today when I was actually going through the, the show notes, and I was like, e- like editing stuff, and it's like, oh, you, you had the best week, you of the, and uh, she's like, oh yeah, I knew that, but I of didn't mention it to you. I was like, oh, I think she did want to hurt my feelings or something. I don't know. If my wife had done that, she would have woken my ass up like on like is it like Monday morning at four a.m. and said, check it, look at this. <laughs> she is like hyper. To be fair, my wife has had like twenty transfers already, so. It's unlimited transfers. You d- d- trade them constantly. Yeah, I mean, it, she's, you know. I have, I have more than that. Do you really? Oh, yeah. And you're still in 13th place? I didn't save my lineup one week. <laughs> All right. That's, okay, we're going to keep using that excuse. That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. All right. So, uh, remember, uh, the, w- the winner of the uh, Dave's I Know Fantasy League gets $50 in Target allocation money. That's $50 in a Target gift card uh, courtesy of the Dave's I Know. So, um, fucking try, guys. <laughs> yeah, adjust, adjust your lineups, I yes. guess. I don't know. Uh, we did have some Twitter questions. I'm trying to pull up. Uh, did we? Yeah, we had a few. In case you guys didn't realize, uh, Dave Zeller is our uh, social manager. He manages that great Facebook uh, page that you've come to know and love. He also spends... That every time <laughs> we post a fucking podcast, we get like four likes on the Facebook page. Nothing just, there. Just keep it up. Literally, like not now, I wallpaper. just I just want to not update it ever. Just and to see, see how popular, how becomes, many yeah. followers I can oh, get on the shoot. Facebook page. We got, we got um, 190 followers. Yeah, uh, but again, guys, you can always uh, send us questions at uh, uh, on Twitter at uh, at tdikmn. That's our Twitter handle. Yep. Um, or 90 percent of the time, it's going to be Dave Zeller who's on the the uh, Twitter. Yeah, I, I kind of I have to do some of that shit for my work, so it kind of happens. Um, or, like I said in the podcast last week, email questions to the Daves I know MN at gmail.com. That gives you a lot more characters than the 140 that uh, Twitter allows. 
And as I mentioned as well, if you give me an, a mailing address and a message, a message, I will literally mail something to you. Um, either to you, I will literally send you a handwritten note thanking you for listening to our stupid podcast. Or if you have an enemy, I will, uh, I will literally send whatever you say to tell me to put into a, on a card. I will mail that to your enemy. So I have some like really awesome stationery. That um, I like. Okay. Well, yeah, we. Yeah. Everybody knows you want to mail them some anthrax. So, uh, yeah. Here's so, one question. Uh, this is from uh, Dave Leidig, another Dave. Another Dave, yeah. Um, Get him on. If you see more than one Bigfoot, does that make them big feet? First of all, this is a ridiculous question because nobody's going to see more than one Bigfoot. There is one Bigfoot. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. D- and done and dusted. Second of all, no. Apparently, there's, it's not done and dusted. Okay. Continue. <laughs> Second of all. Bigfoot is so blurry. Can you really tell whether he has more than one foot? Can we? Do we know? Oh shit! Maybe uh, Bigfoot's dong is like. Oh yeah, he could just be limping on one foot and a dong. Yeah. Yeah. You don't come to the Daves I know for uh, anything. <laughs> That's right. Um, all right. Uh, at hockey in Milwaukee. Who, Jerk off hand motion. Well, he is a Minnesota United fan. To his credit, I know, I know so what I said. thank you for listening in Milwaukee. Tell all your dumb Milwaukee friends to listen to this stupid fucking podcast. Says, ask us. He literally, he literally asked us because he asked this question and then he saw that. Yeah, good on him. Uh, so when Minnesota United wins the MLS Cup, where do you put the star? Do you just update the current logo to make it gold instead of gray? Thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? I have some thoughts on this. I don't have any thoughts on this, but it's a, okay. it's, it's a, I mean, obviously it's a moot point. That's not going to happen, but it's a really good question. What are your thoughts? I think, so here's my thought. So if people don't know, if you're listening to the soccer podcast and you don't know, when teams win championships, they put stars on their jersey. That's why the U.S. women's national team has three stars above their crest, and the U.S. men's national team has zero stars above their crest because our women are good at soccer and our men are not. Um However, as people might realize, it's the Minnesota United podcast. Minnesota has a star on their crest right now. Yes. What I think you do is I think you uh, that star becomes – so it's gray right now, or it's like white. I think it's white on all – or white or gray depending on the kit. I think that star becomes um, – I would actually have that star like outlined in some color. Maybe it's, maybe it's gold. Maybe it's like outlined in silver, but I think you outline that star to indicate that you've won a championship. I don't know. What do you? If you so formulate anything, this will be this will be a boring answer. But I I literally think you can scooch the star over a little bit and just put it right next to it. Put a second star. A second star. But yeah. you understand like that that star in there is representative of the northern star. The other the other the other option that I was thinking since that is a uh, that is a six pointed star that's on there. Is that you put a star literally just above the crest, like a like a regular fucking team would? Well, I, don't, I don't think you should have one star one place and another star another place, yeah. and people fucking trying to figure out what your stars are for. Is that like, honestly, I think you could. Whoever said that it's the North Star, that could easily just be scooched aside. Give us a second star and say, oh, it means multiple things. It means this and it means that, and it, I mean it's it means what we want it to mean. Okay. This it's is not, gonna be the this thing is that not, up the podcast. This is not fucking art, man. I th- 
Well, I, okay. I'm the one who said, well, just move it over a millimeter. Okay. I didn't know. I'm about treating it like Okay. Um, two last questions. Uh, Bill MK asked us, uh, Bill underscore MK, how disappointed we are with you for the delay. That wasn't really a question. It was, it was a response to us saying we're going to be delayed a day on the podcast. But you um, asked for questions at that point. We're disappointed that we came a day late. But uh, you know what? We're going to be the uh, red carpet into your weekend, so I, I think that's, we're okay. That's fair. All right. Um, there's some other questions from the uh, from also from Dave Ladig about our favorite Guatemalan public transit plans, or how dark matters. Let me talk about my least gravity. favorite uh, Guatemalan transit plans. Okay. Uh, uh, and then zip there, line. There was like a question. I think it's a question about the limitations of M theory, and then I had a really funny quote uh, or tweet, which is like. The Daves are proud proponents of uh, ATM, which, if you're not familiar, is ass to mouth. Our listeners are familiar. <laughs> I'm sure they yeah. are. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's pretty much that's questions. That's why they invented ATM machines. Yep. It's just, uh, it's literally a, a machine that sticks you only, uh, feces and You only do ATM with those mouth. that you love. Yeah. Because that's, I, it's generally probably that's not still, healthy. I think that's the note that we need to end the podcast on. <laughs> yes, so, probably. Uh, Mr. Zeller, tell us where they can find us. Uh, you can find us, as I mentioned at the aforementioned, uh, at TDKI, uh, or TDIKMN, uh, our Twitter handle. Uh, Davesiknow.com, we do uh, more regular daily, daily soccer ratings. They're not, there. not quite daily yet, um, but now that uh, Dave Martin's back, we're doing some shit. Uh, email your questions to at the Daves I know, MN at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> Go to our Facebook Check page. Check out that Facebook. Like me. it. Go to the Facebook Please page. Please go like it because, uh, you know, why not? Um, <laughs> you get the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Google Play eventually. It's probably already on Google Play. Loss. But I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck you, Google Play. Um, you can find David Martin at, at offensive underscore loons and at every single Minnesota soccer game forever <laughs> now because we won a game. Yep. Uh, you can find me. Also at all those games because we're going to find some rich-ass benefactor uh, who really loves soccer and uh, two white dudes who ramble about soccer and say swear words. Uh, or, more preferably on Twitter, at Texas Zeller. Uh, I, think, uh, I think that's it, man. I think we did it. Uh, we have been the Daves. You know this is the Daves I know. Cheers. We can't do nothing at all. As you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.